Yeah, let's pray. Lord, we pray uh, that you'll be with us, that you will uh, take us through this season, God. I know that this is a, this is a dark season um, for many, and uh, we need you, God. Lord, we long to be with you, but as long as we are here, use us. Uh, for your glory, show us. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Um, darkness is a funny thing because a lot of a lot of people are afraid. And careful with this statement: uh, afraid of the dark. But it's not really the darkness that we're afraid of. It's that we're afraid in the dark. Because in the darkness. I can't see what's coming. I can't see what's there. And so our imagination can run because we just, we, we're, we're not quite sure. And so when I'm in the deer blind, in the darkness, there are giant bucks all around me. <laughs> Until the light comes and then everything is exposed. And so this is why... You, you know, uh, maybe crime or, or, or whatever will happen. Many of your stories that you don't want your preacher to know about took place in darkness uh, because I can conceal a matter in darkness. And this is where a lot of foolishness takes place is in darkness. You know, the Bible opens up with darkness. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, and the earth was, uh, the earth was void and formless. It was without form, and, and the Spirit of God hovers over the waters, and we know that there was no light until God said, let there be light, at which point we have light. If you have ever been in a place that was very dark without the ability to make light it is consuming it shuts down everything and so in in our generation we are always one button on a cell phone away from having light but when I was a kid man if you went out and the fish were just biting <laughs> you stayed until dark and you are feeling your way home Unless you took a flashlight. It is consuming. And many of you know what darkness feels like spiritually. Many of you know what darkness feels like in depression. And yes. Yes, light will always win over the darkness. But man, I don't always have the ability to make light. We don't think about the generations before us. You think about... Uh, I mean, right here in Ranger, would have been uh, Comanche Indians. And when it gets dark, when it gets dark and you begin to hear noises, how are you going to make light? Do that for 20 minutes. I don't think you're going to do that. So God, God gave us this as an as an illustration uh, darkness gives us an understanding 
physically of what happens spiritually. But he made a solution. And I want you to understand that you are that solution. See, in the beginning was darkness until God came and God said, let there be light. And do you understand that you were made in the image of God? So God is the light bringer. You who are made in the image of God, you are the light bringer. And so we're going to talk in October, uh, we're going to talk about some monsters. But uh, before, I want to talk about your ability to slay monsters, okay? You are the one who brings light into darkness. Matthew chapter 5, verse 14 uh, is a verse that maybe you're familiar with. Maybe as a child you heard this. You are the light of of the world, a city situated on a hill cannot be hidden. No one lights a lamp and puts it under a basket, but rather on a lampstand, and it gives light for all who are in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father in heaven. I hope you notice all the scriptures on screen. It'll be there. Nobody expected you to walk in as a Bible scholar today. In fact, if you don't have a Bible, uh, we have them in the foyer, and that is our gift to you. Please don't think that's a burden. It's our joy to give you a Bible. So please take one of those. But maybe you heard this song as a child. And you are a carrier of the light, and you are bringing it into a dark world. And that darkness seems to be growing. Understand that the only way for darkness to grow is for light to go away. And so the darkness is growing because light is going away, but you have a different plan for Ranger. And you are bringing the light. Here's the problem, though. And I, I, I want to give you maybe a, a simple illustration. Can we cut off these big lights? So here's your, here's your light. There's the gospel. And this is you. This is what's in you. This is the light that I want to bring to the world. But then, and I will talk. One day we will just know all. But God, why do we all have to have a job? Because that job, I could do a lot more if I didn't have to do that. <laughs> right? But look, now I'm like a lantern at work. And so um, this little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. And I'm going to do that at work. You know, that's going to be my job. And then, lo and behold, she tricked me and we had kids. And I just, I'm, I'm, I'm kidding, guys. Golly, tough crowd today. And so what happens is like, man, I have this light inside of me, but then my kids want to play sports. And apparently, no one will sign up to coach but me. And it is 17 hours a week. 
And so between having to stay late at work and having to, having to raise my own children, man, that's, I mean, that's enough right there. And forget if you, man, if you like to fish, like these aren't evil things. Look, light can go right through this. You can barely even see I'm holding up a clear cup. God forbid I like to fish or have a hobby or just want to watch some football or just, I want to watch Cobra Kai on Netflix, anything. So, oh, okay. And I just keep stacking things on. And, and that light begins to dampen. And we, you know, we get, we get pumped up because you, you know this. You are the ministers and I am just, I am your cheerleader. And so I want to get you all amped up to go and shine your light into dark places all week long. But so much begins to happen. And and they don't even have to be an evil thing. It just has to steal my time. I mean, this could be, and I just made a financial investment. It's going to cost me some time. I just, man, I just bought a, I just bought a new property or whatever. They, they're not evil things. The light can shine through these things, but I stack so many of them up that my light doesn't really project anymore. Okay, you can go ahead and bring the light back up on me. And this is, this is sort of the problem. It, this is. Like what my life looks like. I have, yeah, man, I know the Lord. I love, I love Jesus. But I am so stressed for time that I just have things stacking up on me. They're just covering up my light. And this is interesting. And this is a, this is a, this tells me about my own depravity. Because these are the things that I have prioritized. And there's a hundred more that I could take on. But these are the things that I have prioritized. And as we think about that, as we think, what are you excited about? I guess, you know what? I'll probably watch the Cowboys play today. I've never really watched professional sports before. My son's into it. And so now that's just kind of something that we do. And I'll watch that too. But I'll watch it and I know the names of, of these players and these people. And uh, meanwhile in the world, uh, Jono, let me just give you a couple stats of what's going on right here around us. These are, these are U.S. stats. Uh, 2020, probably the last thing we have record of, there were 1.2 million attempts at suicide in the U.S. Right now, uh, in the United States, one out of eight adults is an alcoholic. Ergo, how many kids are growing up with this? Well, a bunch, because right now we have over 400,000 kids in the foster care system in the United States. And in the history of the world, I don't know if there has been anything as vile and evil as sex trafficking right now. And in all the history of slavery, I don't know if there has been anything so cruel as that. 
We can barely put any kind of number on it. We don't know. Somewhere between 15,000 and 50,000 women are trafficked out of the United States. That's out of the United States. Other countries, such as Moldova, women are actually their, their, their largest export. And these women are taken, and many, depending on where they go, some will live as long as seven years. Now, think about it. They're taken at about age 15, so they're barely in their 20s uh, when they die because of the trauma to their body. But many will only last uh, about six months until they die. And we have these things going on right in our community. Many of them are our neighbors, and not one of those things is my priorities. Now, my priorities may not be evil, and maybe they are. Maybe there's just some things that, you know, you know I've got, listen, I, addiction is hitting me, and we love you. And many have this story in here. You know that Pastor Dusty, who's leading worship right here for you, uh, lived years in addiction. We don't say that with condemnation. We say that as a church family who says we want to love you and help you through this, okay? Uh, So maybe there are some things that are sort of inherently evil that I've got to get off. But most of my priorities that keep me from anything that is actually important have nothing to do with what is actually important. And it is the most remarkable measure of my own depravity. If someone stole your child, there's nothing that you wouldn't do to get them back. There's not a dollar that you have that you wouldn't pay. There's not a minute of sleep that you wouldn't give up. An ounce of energy. You would call in every favor. But if it's someone else's child, this is our humanity. This is what we are. Maybe not necessarily what God called us to be because He called us to be a a light. Now, that pressure is not on everyone. You're not the savior of the world. You've got to uh, raise your own family, and you've got to have a job. You've got to make money. And I understand all of that way too well. I promise you that being in the ministry can distract you from Jesus. But I stack these things up And they keep me from burning bright. In fact, we all have that pesky job. And it just takes most of our strength. And then we've got a family. And they ask us then, volunteer maybe at church and that's that's awesome that's good stuff i should have put these back here leverage is killing me already this this is not going to be a good example 
You know, and I'm asked to volunteer all of these places, but I'm also, you know, things are tight. I might have to pick up a side job. <sighs> my parents' health is getting bad, or my kids need new clothes. <sighs> and honestly, I'm stressed out. So I think I'll pick up, I think I'll pick up golf. <laughs> and, uh, oh yeah, I need to read my Bible. I'll get to it tomorrow. Because I'm loaded. I hope y'all get the point because I can't keep this up. Uh, thank you, thank you. And this is what it looks like. You know, you know this weight. And you also know this. You're the one that puts most of the bricks on your pile. <laughs> this is what leads me to care about my neighbor more than anything else. This is what shows me what's actually important in life. Because Satan, Satan will bring you as many distractions as you will take. Because if I can distract you, I don't have to defeat you. Because you never show up for the fight. If I can just distract you enough to keep you from the fight, you're no problem. So be careful. <laughs> um, I, I say all the time, you need confirmation from the Lord. Before you go into anything, you need confirmation from the Lord. Now, I, I, I've said this many times. You need things to line up. You need to pray. You need answered prayer. You need God to speak to you through the Word. The circumstances need to line up, and you need some, somebody prophetically to speak into your life. You need um, uh, fellow believers to come in and encourage you this. And so I say, if you are seeking God's will on something, seek all four of those things. Not one of the four. All four of those things. And I don't move until I get all four. But just because things are going well doesn't always mean that circumstances are pointing to something being from God. Because I think that the easiest way for Satan to get you out of the picture is to allow you blessing. So if you can be successful... He can be successful. Galatians chapter 5, verse 5. I'll start there. For we eagerly await through the Spirit by faith the hope of righteousness. For in Christ Jesus neither circumcision nor uncircumcision accomplishes anything. What matters is faith working through love. You were running well. Listen. <laughs> Man, remember when you were closest to Jesus? You were running well. Who prevented you from being persuaded regarding the truth? This persuasion does not come from the one who calls you. You were running a great race. What happened? And most of the time, I happened. I just took on and took on and I piled up bricks until I was like, I'm done with this whole thing. I feel like, I feel like a rented mule. 
am tired of it. And that's what prevented me from running my race, is I had too much stuff packed on. So by the time I needed to get to this, it was done. Romans chapter 12, verse 1 through 2. Therefore, brothers and sisters, in view of the mercies of God, I urge you to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true worship. Do not be conformed to this age, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you may discern what is the good, pleasing, and perfect will of God. I have sacrificed myself to the Lord. We have some, some guys that are going to be baptized today, and I will hold them under for three seconds. And their instruction is, I want you to picture your funeral in this moment. And let it be a surprise when you are raised back up in newness. Because you have given up the you that is in control of you, and you are raised the you where Jesus is in control. And if he renews your mind, you probably won't look like the world any longer so if your priorities look like everybody else's priorities and if you got saved five years ago but nothing has changed you're probably not letting Jesus take control if our lives don't look a little different then something's not different and God wants you to shine light this is all we're getting and this is all I'm giving sometimes I am here I am here, and I am in the midst of undoing this. If you know me well, you know this. I'll show you in a minute how I'm doing that. But are you chasing after God's will for your life? His priorities are going to be so much different than ours. God has something he wants you to do, and it is going to save souls. And it might not make you rich. There's nothing wrong with having money. There's nothing wrong with being successful. In fact, if you follow the teachings of God, you're probably going to be successful in a lot of areas. But the goal of whatever he has for you may not be for earthly wealth. And it may cost you something. We've got some guys today that are going to pack up from here today, and they're going to go to the jail. And they're going to do ministry. And they do it week in and week out. And they're going to miss the Cowboys game. Eventually that becomes taxing. Many of you are doing that. And eventually it becomes taxing. But I have been renewed. My body is a living sacrifice. to be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Let me ask you this. Whatever you're pursuing, whatever takes all of your time, whatever dampens your light the most, whatever is the heaviest load on your pile, or top three, what's the end goal? What's the end game? What's the end game? And I'll tell you, I get here often. My end game is this. I want just enough money to be able to retire and move to somewhere in remote Wyoming where there's no neighbors and no one to talk to. (laughs) I just want to be alone. And if that is the end game, you're probably not consulting Jesus about your end game. 
is we don't retire from being a light. Galatians 6, verse 7. Don't be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever a person sows, he will also reap. Because the one who sows to his flesh will reap destruction from the flesh. But the one who sows to the Spirit will reap eternal life from the Spirit. Are you sowing light seeds or dark seeds? Are you showing projecting light seeds or seeds of darkness? Because we can't plant seeds and then be surprised when they grow. And we pile up our whole lives and go, I just don't know why my kids don't follow Jesus. got to plant the seeds. What about our own lives? I just feel really distant from the Lord right now. What have you been planting? Well, surprise, it grew. It grew. And, we, we, and, 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 then, and then we take it to God. I can't believe you've abandoned me, Lord. I love you. <laughs> and God's going, are you trying to make a fool of me right now? I set these principles in motion and told you that if you do this, it will grow. Blame me. So what can I do? How can I make a difference? I'm going to start or finish with what we started with. Matthew 5.14. You are the light of the world. A city situated on a hill cannot be hidden. You're the light of the world. I want everybody to say, ah, you are the light of the world. It's not, it's not, oh, the Woodbridge Church. Dude, that's just a name for you as a body of believers. It's you. You are the church. You are the light of the world. In six years, this place has grown so much. Why? Because you have shown your light. You're doing a fantastic job. This is a reminder sermon. This is not a whack you with this sword. This is a let me expose the enemy with this sword sermon. You are being a light. And I'm encouraging you not to let things that aren't God's priority steal your light. You are the light of the world. A city situated on a hill cannot be hidden. No one lights a lamp and puts it under a basket but rather on a lampstand. I haven't just put my lamp under a basket. I've put it under a bunch. When it should be out in display, casting light. And it gives light for all who are in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father in heaven. And so... This is what I'm in the process of. My light, go ahead and hit these lights again for me. My light is somewhere there. You can see it. <laughs> but as I continue, and, and, and the things that I put over my light most of the time are, are, are ministry things. But I can get so strung out, and I can have so many things covering me that I don't get to talk to you anymore. And so, whether it be good, bad, or indifferent, you got to go. Dude, listen, Netflix at night, you got to go. 
I got to get some sleep so I can wake up and spend time with Jesus. Okay? Maybe, maybe this, maybe it's an investment. Maybe this is a, this is a ministry along with another one. And I attend all of these things. I go to all of this. I've just got to learn to say no. Church, one of the greatest things that I can tell you is you've got to say no more often. I understand that if you're not there, it won't work. And I understand that the world was depraved before you were born. And I know, I know, I wonder too what God will do without you. But my guess is it'd be okay. Let me just give you some relief as a Christian. You are not the Savior. You are not the Savior. You cannot save every soul in Ranger. In fact, you can't save any. But you can't disciple every person in Ranger. If Jesus had 12, you can take a city, please. Man, but if you can have the time to do a couple and really invest, if you can have the time to really see your kids through as disciples of Jesus, to really have time to take your neighbors, you're going to have to be transformed by the renewing of your mind because the world is not doing this. We are packing it on, packing it on, packing it on. And we are going to be the best-looking couple on Instagram, and our kids are going to be good at everything. At what cost? Church, you've got to start saying no. All right, go ahead and bring me some light again. Plant in the Spirit, reap in the Spirit. Plant in the flesh, reap in the flesh. Things that are not evil things can keep you from getting closer to God. Things that are not evil things can keep you from getting closer to God. Church, you have a priority. You are an ambassador. Man, if we, if we as the United States sent an ambassador to another country and they got just like, okay, we're going we're, we're gonna to send this ambassador to Russia and they just go and become a professional tennis player. Man, that, that is so neat. But that's not what we sent you here for. <laughs> it's not evil. Play tennis all you want. But we need you to do some, uh, you know, some PR stuff as ambassador. You are here for a reason. Don't get distracted. And here's the end. I think that those distractions are frustrating you because God has called you to something and you're not seeing it realized and you're working really hard but not getting His results <laughs> and you've ever worked really hard 
for no results before, it's frustrating. The church, let your light shine. So that's my preaching. Let's hear the better preachers. I got two guys here that want to let their light shine today. Come on, guys. Thank you. Good save. It was a distraction the whole, the whole sermon. Okay. All right, guys. Who's first? All right. All right. Come on. Now, I have a handheld microphone that if he drops, will not kill him. So everybody calm down. I want you to just hold this for a second. Okay. Uh, look. These are your brothers and sisters. Okay. And they're witnessing this. And uh, there's a lot of people. Anybody, anybody just with a little, did, did anybody walk in and witness some darkness this week? I heard a yes, sir, but nobody went, ah. I don't know what I was expecting y'all to do on that. <laughs> anybody, anybody witness some darkness this week? Yes. Yeah. Man, here's your light. Do you, remember, do you remember when the Lord took hold of you and began to transform you? That gives us a light, man. That shines in us. Go, I want that. I want that again. So, thanks for preaching today, you guys. This is Raymond, and uh, he is Texarkana, right? Yes. Okay. And you came here to do what? Get, uh, get baptized. Okay. All right. So Raymond is here, and he is uh, he's running cross country. But first off. He's serving Jesus, okay? And so you're doing that, and man, we don't, expect you to be, uh, we don't expect you to be perfect, okay? But we expect you to follow Jesus. And so that's what this is a symbol of. Uh, and this means that you have given your life to Christ. Raymond, can you, in front of everybody, say that I have given myself to Christ? I have given myself, my life, to Christ. Ma'am. Okay, okay. So you guys hear that? Go ahead and take a seat right here. All right. And you guys, upon this profession of his faith, it is my honor to baptize you, my brother, in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, buried with him in death. Raised to walk in newness of life in Jesus. Come on, brother. Awesome, man. Proud of you. Good job. Good job. Damon, come on in. Come on in. The water's fine. It might be a little dirty. Somebody just left their sins in there, okay? <laughs> this is Damon. And maybe you've driven through Eastland and uh, uh, around the courthouse and seen somebody with a sign. This is the guy. What'd your sign say? Turn your heart to Jesus Christ. Give your heart to Jesus. Yeah, yeah. And so we met. We met because Ashley, uh, Ashley Wheat saw him and was like, hey, I got a bigger sign for you. Come by and get it. And he came by. And so we started talking about discipleship, man. And this guy is lit up. He is lit up. He's on fire for the Lord. And um, so... Damon, I just, man, we, we get to talk in my office almost every day, and I'm telling you, he is just growing in the Lord and uh, reading your Bible, right? Yes. And man, 
Is God still alive and speaking to you? Yes, he is. And how old are you? 17 or 18 years old. 18 now. 18. Listen, if he can get it, you can get it. If he can get it, you can get it. The Lord still speaks. It's the desires of our heart when we meet with him. So I want to ask you in front of your brothers and sisters, have you given yourself to Jesus? Yes, I have. All right. I've now, given my life to Jesus. Yeah. So if the Lord comes back today and he takes his children home with him, you going with Jesus? Yes. Yes. All right. All right. Man's secure in his eternity. And you guys hear that? Go ahead and take a seat. So you hear his profession of faith. And so it is my honor to baptize you, my brother, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, buried with him in death, raised to walk in newness of life in Jesus. Awesome, man. Proud of you. Proud of you. That's a better sermon than I can preach right there. These guys are shining their light. Listen, I want to encourage you. There is a a father that you never had there is a God that is very present and very real and he wants to meet with you and I know that you don't have time because I don't have time either but if you will say no to a few things there is a mighty real comforting showing light into the dark place God that wants to meet with you if you will take the time to do it now, if you gotta, if you just, if you just gotta get done and get him off your conscience so that you can get to something else, I think he knows our heart on it. But if you will hit your knees and say, "God, I need you so bad," and you will hit your knees and 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 beg for him to meet with you and open your word, I believe that God will meet with you, and that can happen today. He wrote you a letter. He lives with you today. Lord, we thank you that you have called us to be lights. God, we don't, we don't deserve it. Uh, we mess up, and still you call us, Lord. God, your call on my life seems like a flawed plan, but I am flattered. God, I pray for these ministers. I pray for these priests that are in this place today, God, that you would allow them to see your priorities, Father, that we can begin celebrating spiritual things. And we ask that you move in this, and we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, the worship team is going to do uh, one last song. And, uh, of course, that's, you know, part of the way that uh, we worship is through tithe and offering. But also, uh, we, we want your connection card. If there's something you want us to walk through with you, Hand us that connection card. Better yet, when service is over, uh, we'll be here at the front. And um, you know what? The last ones that I asked uh, as a prayer team, if you would stay here. I've got people on the, uh, yeah, i got people all over the front row right here. And, uh, man, they are ready uh, to pray with you. So if there's something we can walk through with you, please come and let us pray with you. But stand in worship.